today we have more Jersey coverage. We have Nadia Morsi, um, who is the organizing director of Make the Road. Um, but uh, first, I'll give a little background of what she's going to be talking about. Last month, excluded workers in New York fasted for 24 days, calling for a New York state legislator to legislators, sorry, to create a fund um, that basically gives direct cash assistance um, to excluded workers. And that was successful. And a $2.1 billion fund was included in the budget, uh, the budget passage at the beginning of this month. And now across the Hudson, a group of excluded workers and their allies are on their 20th day of fasting in a hunger strike to push the New Jersey governor, um, Phil Murphy, to do the same, to create a fund um, for excluded workers. And for more than a year now, Jersey immigrant advocates have been calling on Governor Murphy to fund $600 weekly payments to undocumented workers who don't qualify for federal aid or unemployment benefits. His and his, uh, he is allegedly considering an executive order that would provide some benefits, but far less than what advocates are demanding. And so we have Nidia Morsi, organizing director of Make the Road New Jersey, a grassroots organization that builds the power of immigrant working class and Latinx communities. And this organization has been very instrumental in um, organizing the strike. So Nidia, welcome to the show. Or is it Nedia? Nedia. Nadia, Nadia, welcome to the show. Uh, tell us what the demands are of the strikers and how you all have been organizing around this issue, you know, in the long run. And then recently, to, what was the decision to make the strike? But yeah, start with the demands. For sure. Yes. So um, immigrant uh, and excluded workers and immigrant families across the state of New Jersey are demanding $600 weekly payments to unemployed workers left behind from unemployment and $2,000 direct cash payments to immigrants who were excluded from um, federal relief. Um, you know, these are the things that we're asking for, not gift cards and not a penny less, um, right? We're more than a year into the pandemic now and, and we need real relief. And, you know, lots of attention around this this 21. Now we're on 20 day. Today is day 21. Oh, 21. Okay. Thank you. And, um, you know, really, just like you were saying, this has started last March. Um, you know, community members have hosted, we did an encampment outside of the Capitol building in the summertime. Um, you know, members shared copies of, of bills that were going unpaid. We've done Christmas caroling outside of legislators' offices when there was, you know, some movement around legislation to pass um, recovery for excluded workers, and we were hosting virtual town halls with legislators. We celebrated St. Patrick's Day without relief. Um, we were hosting actions around Valentine's Day, actions in front of, um, you know, legislators' offices, uh, bird-dogging legislatures, an excluded women's march to celebrate Women's Day. We've blocked traffic. Um, we've collected more than 10,000 petition signatures. We've put billboards on the turnpike um, that are, you know, taking you right before you're about to, um, you know, get into uh, a legislator's district. Um, and 21 days ago, we launched this fast. Um, and really, it came from, uh, you know, our members, you know, were putting what felt like constant and consistent pressure, because we were trying to make the distinction that this is a life and death issue, right? We know COVID-19 here in New Jersey killed young Hispanic men four and a half times the rate of Hispanic women, twice the rate of young Black men, seven times the rate of, of young white men. Um, and we felt like that distinction still wasn't coming across. Um, and there was this really beautiful, powerful moment where we actually 
got to connect with the New York strikers via Zoom. Um, and they shared their experience, how they themselves had come to the decision to, to um, you know, strike. And it felt like there was this virtual torch that got passed. And then we made this decision. And here we are 21 days later on, on strike. Right. And, and can you talk a little bit more about uh, how the, the victory here in New York, where excluded workers won uh, a $2.1 billion fund um, in the state budget agreement at the um, at the end of, of, of March. And can you talk about how that uh, first ever uh, victory for an excluded workers fund uh, affected the momentum of your organizing in New Jersey? And also, uh, how many people uh, would you like to see covered by the excluded workers fund you have in, in mind in New Jersey? In New York, it's estimated it's going to cover something like 290,000 workers. Yeah, so... Um, yes, the, um, right, you know, first of the nation, you know, this official fund, but other states like Oregon, California, Colorado have also created, um, you know, funds for excluded workers. Um, yes, like what New York did was um, notable and powerful and, you know, really sort of like injected our membership with this like vigor and excitement about what is possible here in New Jersey. And actually here in New Jersey, we actually have a higher share of undocumented workers in our workforce than in New York. Um, and so we felt like, you know, we can push hard um, because our, our, you know, our workforce and our community is so strong here in New Jersey. Um, you know, and, and for us, you know, similar to uh, California and New York, um, we f- believe that the, you know, fund needs to be as, ex- you know, inclusive as possible. We need to ensure as many people as possible are able to get relief. And so, you know, really wanting to follow in the footsteps of um, all of the states that have, have come forth already and, and created funds and, um, you know, made the act like the barrier to access very, very low. Um, and, and so, um, you know, speaking of the amount of money and, and, and the governor, uh, Murphy is is allegedly toying around with this idea to use $40 million um, of federal dollars from the CARES Act um, to go to undocumented immigrants in Jersey. But this is obviously w- way less than what you're asking for. So how do you hope to overcome that disparity? And, and you know, also, when, when do you expect to hear an answer from him? Yeah, so... I think, you know, we are encouraged that the governor is is listening to the community and taking active steps, right? You know, we went from, um, you know, zero to $40 million, and that is a testament of to community power. Um, but you're right, it, it, it would... Um, it would only cover a fraction of the population and for our, for our community members, um, you know, that is not acceptable. Um, and so they are, you know, when we heard about the offer, um, our members made the decision then and there that they would continue to the fast until we had a real commitment for real relief. Um, and I think, you know, we don't have a sense of, of when we're going to hear back, but, you know, just in these last three weeks, we have built incredible support, um, more than 60 organizations, the support of small businesses, the New Jersey Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, the National Council of La Raza, um, 20 elected officials, including, um, you know, the mayor of Parsippany, 13 major labor unions, some national, including 32BJ. Um, just yesterday, Dolores Huerta, um, leader of United Farm Workers, um, you know, came out in support of, um, uh, you know, recovery for all. Um, former presidential candidate Julian Castro, um, you know, tweeted at the governor, um, you know, so 
we have seen that, you know, we are building incredible support around, um, you know, this issue. And it's a testament to um, our members organizing. And, you know, we are committed as ever to hold strong. And uh, New Jersey has elections this year. Governor Murphy is up for re-election. And I believe the many or all of the state legislators are up for re-election. Do you have a sense of that they're, they're maybe trying to duck this issue in a in a re-election year and uh, and maybe Murphy's uh, running cover for some of his members by uh, floating that $40 million executive action. Uh, uh, I guess what's your sense of the politics of it and, and, and how to make this uh, be seen as a, a winning issue, not as a, a potent, you know, potential albatross that some of these uh, Democrats would try to avoid? For sure. And again, you know, we don't have, you know, total clarity on, on where the inaction is. And, you know, I think on the legislature's side, they had ample opportunity to pass legislation. There was legislation that was floating, you know, even before 2021 in, in 2020, it had bipartisan support. Um, and really, we saw absolutely total inaction from leadership in both chambers to bring that legislation to the floor, um, you know, and here we are 13 months later, you know, people have cooked, have cleaned, have delivered packages, you know, while the rest of us have, you know, sheltered down, you know, we have been, you know, lifting up the stories of our members. Um, Karina, you know, worked in a supermarket despite having, um, you know, uh, medical issues. She was excluded from aid. Her husband lost work. Another one of our members lost his job. His wife was hospitalized um, and, you know, they were struggling to think about how they were going to pay medical bills. He didn't know if his wife was going to come out of, um, you know, um, out of the hospital. And so I think, you know, our responsibility has been really, you know, lifting up these stories to help really underline, you know, that we can't really get caught up in, you know, the noise of the calendar year, but really that we must be passing recovery for all because we're not going to get out of this pandemic. Um, and the consequences will reverberate for years and years and generations to come, um, you know, if we are not reacting and responding urgently to this crisis. Yeah, I, I think, you know, um, I spoke with someone the other day who made a really good point that we are seeing, you know, the we're, we're in a pandemic, but we haven't seen the financial downfall that we're going to see as far as evictions and just poverty that's going to take place if safety nets like this aren't, you know, implemented. And yeah, so I really appreciate all the work that you guys are doing. But speaking of that, talk just for a minute. We're going to wrap it up, but a little bit about how the strikers are doing. Um, you know, the fa- it's a lot to not eat for that many days and and how our listeners can support them um, or support the action. Yes. So um, strikers are doing well. Um, we connect every single day, um, which is, is great for morale and, you know, thinking about tomorrow. Um, and, you know, listeners can support by signing our petition. You can find it on our um, all of our social media, social media pages, Facebook, Make the Road New Jersey, Instagram um, at Make the Road NJ, Twitter at Make the Road NJ. Um, and of course, you know, calling the officers, the ca- calling the governor's office directly um, again. And you can also find, um, you know, his contact information on our social media pages. Well, thank you so much, Nadia, for joining us, and uh, we wish you the best of luck 